Excuse me, sir. Do you know how fast you were nerding? Konnichiwa, nerds. Welcome to the Nerding While Black podcast. We are your hosts, Q and Mark, here to discuss all things nerdy from the perspective of a couple of regular black dudes who are also regular nerds, because the two perspectives are not always the same. So, today, we have a very interesting topic to talk about, Mark. Um, that was, if you uh, if you guys don't already know, that was definitely the theme song to the Boondocks. Great, great, great show, if you haven't checked it out. I suggest you do. Um, the Boondocks is a, a great cartoon show that, that takes on a lot of satire about the black community that is also a cartoon heavily, heavily influenced by anime, which is something that I think a lot of us would probably consider, by and large, nerdy. Just check our last episode. Yep. So that brings us to our topic of discussion today about the acceptance of nerding or being a nerd in the black community. And, uh, man, this is a tough one. We've had a lot of talks about <laughs> about this before actually doing this episode. Yeah, and we want to uh, go with it. Yeah, uh, how far up? down the rabbit hole we're going to go. Oh, but um, we're gonna, I think we're going to tackle this. I, I, I want to talk about it because a lot of this particular subject is the motivation, at least for me, I can't speak specifically for you, Mark, um, for why we're even doing this to begin with and why we want to make this something that's that's big and awesome and people listen to it. I, I want to do it whether you guys listen to it or not. I'm just saying. I'll, I'll just talk to myself. Screw it. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's happened before. <laughs> so so jumping into it, Mark, um, I went to a play very recently um, at Dad's Garage, which is a local theater here in Atlanta, um, and the play was called Black Nerd, and uh, it's a fantastic play. Unfortunately, it has its run has ended at, at this particular juncture, um, but the star of the play, Avery Sharp, is also starring in a new play that is about to start, I think, this weekend, um, called Woke, which has similar, similar uh, tones. Okay. As as Black Nerd did, uh, but moving on. Shout out to Avery, you rock. Uh, I sp- <laughs> the play was written. Black Nerd was written by a playwright named John Carr, and um, I had the chance after seeing this play to have a conversation with him. The play was about a twenty-something-year-old African-American male whose best friend was Caucasian, and it was basically kind of a coming-of-age-ish story that had a lot of comedic elements in it about being black and being a real nerd, not just like, oh, I've seen a few Marvel movies. No, the guy cosplays and loves anime and goes to Dragon Con and all kinds of other stuff that is like really entrenched in the nerd community. Mm -hmm. Um, And his experience of feeling truly lonely being not accepted by his family and other people in the black community, but also being ostracized and feeling the same kind of separation from the white community as well. Because by and large, being being a nerd has 
has grown exponentially, (laughs) especially in recent recent years, the acceptance of that. But uh, in the black community, it is it is a difficult thing uh, to to say it it is you would be hard pressed to say it's widely accepted, (laughs) even if there are plenty of people in the black community who are nerds and don't even know it (laughs) (laughs) or wouldn't admit it. Um, This the play did a great job of of really conveying something that hit really close to home for me. Like it hit real hard. And there was a moment in the play where that it was a, it was a joke that was told and it was something that was mean spirited, but the joke was legitimately funny. And there was an audience of people. I was sitting in the back at the top of the auditorium and, you know, packed house in this theater and there's a bunch of people laughing at at this situation, and it was an admittedly written to be funny situation. But I I've lived that situation, mm-hmm. and there's a there's a very substantial portion of it that's not funny when you're the butt of that joke. Yeah, and uh, it was kind of surreal for me. It hit really hard to have an auditorium full of people laughing at you essentially on stage. And so I got a chance to meet the playwright John Carr um, after the play, and. I, I asked him a question. I asked him how it felt to put yourself out there in, and watch a, a room full of people laugh at your pain, essentially. Mm-hmm. Laugh at what you've been through. Because um, you can look back on it and laugh now, but one funny at the time. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the answer for what he said, <laughs> uh, the answer to the question, after we talk a little bit about being a black nerd in in this day and age and growing up being a black nerd so uh for me (laughs) (laughs) for me when i was when i was a kid uh i was a nerd in literally every sense of the word like my mom bought me the funk and wagnalls standard desk dictionary and encyclopedia when i was probably like 10 or 11 years old and i used to read the encyclopedia because i wasn't heavy in the friends department um, my uncle got me, exposed me to Milestone Comics and a whole slew of other comics um, when I was a kid, and I read a bunch of comic books. I mean, you know, I, I cried the first time I beat Chrono Trigger for the Super Nintendo. You know, I, I watched Dragon Ball, original airing. I had the entire series of Robotech on VHS. Like, I was a nerd. Like, I was eight. I read, I read the Hobbit book. Uh, the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings before they were ever even thought about being made into movies. Uh-huh. Well, The Hobbit was a cartoon movie first, made by the same guys who did the last, uh, the last Unicorn. Great movie. Anyway, um, I was I was truly a nerd, and growing up, it was it was always very difficult for me because I was always considered white by black kids uh-huh. because I talked white and I liked things that were considered nerdy. And I was always too black for the for the white kids because I was just black. Like, and I was a nerd. Like, being nerd wasn't popular right. <laughs> in general. <laughs> so that I had that going against me, and then I was black on top of that. And it's like you know, the, the, but black people assume when my experience was that so many black people assumed that I couldn't relate to quote unquote the struggles on a society standpoint of being black mm-hmm. because I liked so many things that were deemed white. Yeah. And I always thought that always blew my mind. The, the, the play definitely delves into that. But it always blew my mind because it's like I, I can't take off this black skin. And the same assumptions that people have about you, they have about me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't, I don't know why you think that. 
And in for well, on the opposite end of the spectrum, you know, white people that that even friend that were friends with me, you know, mm-hmm. and I I know that there, I have lots of white friends that are probably listening to this right now, and I I, I do not bear any ill will against you it, by any stretch of the imagination when I say this, but. Oh my God! How many times have I heard the statement? Oh, but Quentin, no, it's cool, man. You're like the whitest black guy I know. No, I'm 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 a black guy, and I just have we have similar interests. Like the two right. are not the same. It doesn't make me white. It just just makes me have similar interests as you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I'm I'm grown and I'm accepted myself. You know, I ain't gotta. Yeah. You know, I'm cool. But yeah. but growing up, it was hard. Yeah. Um. That's that's some of my experience. <laughs> uh, it was it was it was a lot yeah. to deal with, and I I definitely have some some thoughts about about that. But what what were some of the things that you that, that you experienced growing okay. up? So my experience wasn't uh, nearly as rough <laughs> as yours. And oh uh, wait 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 before before we go any further, I'm sorry, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but I do want to point out that. At no point in time, this like I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Would I ever compare anything that I went through when I was a kid to anything that that people who outside of like I understand having your rights restricted as an African American, but even outside of being an African American, or I'm not trying to compare my pain or anything that I've gone through to anybody else to say that I had it worse, to say that I had it better, to say that I had it the same. I'm thankful that I'm here today. That wasn't always guaranteed, but uh, I'm not. I'm not necessarily trying to diminish anyone else's sufferings because I was yeah, a black that, nerd. That, that, <laughs> like, I don't want anybody to perceive that by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> but um, but go ahead. Yes, your experience. Yeah. I, I just wanted to clarify that. Yeah. Um. So my experience pretty much was I was introduced to um the more nerdy side of interests a a little bit later on. Um, You know, my first real experience with, you know, a lot of anime and things like that was Toonami. Classic, man. That was, um, we're going to do a whole show dedicated to Toonami. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. But, um, (laughs) yeah, so so shows like Dragon Ball Z. uh, I didn't get into Dragon Ball when it was still Dragon Ball. I got into it when it was Dragon Ball Z. And later on, went back and started watching a few of the uh, the storylines. Still didn't get the whole thing. But, you know, I got most of it. Um, But things like that, um, like Tenchi Muyo, uh, Ronin Warriors. Around that. Love Ronin Warriors. Yeah. Ouchie. Yep. So (laughs) around those times. So it it wasn't as bad for me. Um, And then the thing is, Growing up, being overweight, you want to kind of diminish <laughs> how many uh, crosses that you want to bear. Right. So right. I wasn't willing to take on the nerd cross as well. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody can blame you for that. By any yeah. imagination. So, um, I mean, I already had the glasses too. So it's like, oh yeah, I had the coke I, bottles. When yeah. I, was a man. I already looked enough like a nerd. I was Woo. like, I'm definitely not going to like buy into this whole thing. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna kind of like. Back slowly away from me. Yeah, I forgot to mention my Coke bottle glasses <laughs> yeah. when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. my God. It was terrible. So, um, <laughs> but, yeah, that's um, definitely something that I, uh, I, I've, as far as being a nerd, I've accepted it a little bit later on in life, especially once um, 
I decided to go to school for game design. I feel like that's when I really just kind of heavily lean into being a nerd because, of course, um, the people that are around you are really heavy into being a nerd. So right. it's it's a little bit it, it's easier. Like it makes you feel a lot better about being a nerd when you're actually around people who share those interests and even introduce you to new things that you haven't actually experienced before. Right. So that was um pretty much how. I came to accept my nerd status. Right. Um, and um, it's something that actually, I guess you can say, just not even just accepting the nerd status just for being a nerd. But one of the reasons that I didn't want to accept it, because, of course, I went to mostly black schools. And yeah. that's something that's <laughs> definitely frowned upon yeah. Yeah. in the black community um, as a whole. So, um that kind of leads us in to the question. It's like, okay, why do you think the black community is so negative towards nerd culture? Well, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a combined thing. So, you know, for the longest time we were shown in TV and movies and even up to this day, um, you know, the nerds, the guy with the Coke bottle glasses, that's Mm -hmm. good with computers that, does nothing but ramble on and on about, you know, nerdy things, cartoon shows, and usually deemed as immature, weak. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and because of that perception, by and large, in American society in general, of course it's going to have a trickle-down effect onto the black community. But I feel <laughs> there is a certain level of, and again, this is just based off of my personal experience, there's a certain level of, of that that is compounded because you are are black and a nerd, because I'm, I already have enough chips stacked against me being black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and to be ostracized for being a nerd by and large, and then ostracized by being black and a nerd at the same time in your own community. Yeah. You know, like... If you if you're walking down the street and I'm walking down the street and you know I get stopped by the cops, we both have we both know the script. Like yeah. we both have to know the scripts. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> we both have to exactly. pre- pre- to behave in a certain way. We both have to carry our pre- make so, sure that we make it home alive. Like <laughs> so, are, are, you, are you largely saying that you you believe that it's mostly uh, from a media standpoint, media's uh, influence on just general. Uh, belief structure that kind of attributes well, it, to what, how it, it's a it's a combined thing, and this is where we can go really deep down the rabbit hole because yeah. while m- media has a very big impact on that, um, not to play any kind of victim, but an African American male within African American culture uh, for a long time has you know, strength is important. Yeah. You have to be, you know, hyper-masculinity is, is something that you're not allowed to have mental health issues. Suck it up and tough it out. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're not allowed to display any type of weakness. You, you have to, if, even if you're a good man in the black community, you have to be rich and famous or bounce a ball or carry a mic <laughs> yeah. or be a doctor or a lawyer and, and make a, a shit ton of money because you you know, went to 18 years of school. Yeah. And, and, and I get it, mm-hmm. you know, um, but that hyper-masculine, that hyper-masculine mentality, that hyper-masculine 
stereotype that's thrust upon us as males and especially as black males, again, it's just you don't you don't have time to be a nerd. That's that's deemed yeah. as too immature. You, why are you still playing so, video games? Why are you still watching cartoon shows? Why are you reading and yeah. sounding white because you <laughs> speak with non-regional diction? Yeah. Who says non-regional diction, Q? Who says that? <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, you know? so um, one of the things that we were uh, a little hesitant uh, to delve into is... Um, Still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it is my perspective on um, one of the reasons for this uh, divide within the black community is... Um, it's not like a direct, I guess you can say, uh, correlation, but it's definitely. Um, it's not at the top of the list. Of, it's, at, it's when a we have our divination, when of, we when we all all the black people get yeah. together for their annual black card meeting, where we determine if we get to keep our black cards, it's not at the top. Yeah, th- this isn't <laughs> one of those uh, things that are actually talked about. And if about, you if you couldn't large. tell that that was a joke, shakey check yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. <clears throat> Uh, one of the things that I, I believe contributes to uh, this divisiveness within the black community is um, actually based on this really, really old letter. Uh, How this, old is it? <laughs> this letter is <laughs> 300 and six years old. So doing a little mental math and not looking at Mark's computer screen, is that 1712? <laughs> that is 1712. Yeah. Um, it was written by this 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 asshole named uh, Willie Lynch. And the Willie Lynch letters, you can look it up. Um, I'm going a little to just, history lesson. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to um, just briefly describe the one particular um, section. Because the, the letter as a whole is pretty much um, a directional guide on how to uh make oppress a group of people oppress a group of people essentially and keep yeah. them down keep them down for generations to come so one of the uh the purposes the actual directives of this letter is to divide the black people that you have that control over at this period of time you make them distrust one another and you divide them in as many ways as possible. Um, of course, the easiest way back then was, of course, light skin, dark skin, uh, which is, of course, still prevalent today. Um, there's uh, male, male and female. And, female uh, and it's just a lot of these things are they, they were impressed upon the uh, African-Americans of well, the Africans, the Africans yeah. <laughs> of that time so heavily that the um, that these divides were essentially passed down. So essentially, you're saying that it became what what the what was instilled way back then mm-hmm. turned from nurture. Like as in you nurture your children, you mm-hmm. nurture future generations to nature. That right. that it's almost it, like it, it was, became. It's not necessarily passed down genetically, but you pass down the tradition of oh, if somebody does this or looks like that or mm-hmm. is like this, yeah. you you you're not supposed to like them. Right, and it's it's um, it's something that we we see a lot. I mean, and it's not exclusive to the black community, but it is heavily. Um, it's it's the majority of 
what you see with when it comes to this kind of division is in the black community um because we're not going to get too deep into it. But <laughs> yeah, this, 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 is, this is why this is the rabbit this, hole that we yeah, were talking this about. This is why this was a difficult thing to <laughs> yeah. to really talk about because it, it kind of is a it's a small portion, admittedly, of a very grand issue of division in our own community, and yeah. it's something that I've always hated to see. I, I never like as a child, I never understood. First of all, I I, I didn't. I judge people by if I could have a conversation with them about something that you like and that I like. Mm-hmm. And it it was it was thrust upon me that because I am a, a male or because I'm black or because I live in the South or whatever the case may be, I'm supposed to like or do these certain things. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then I, I didn't understand that. Yeah. So <laughs> one of the things about um, this particular... Um, divisiveness is it's even passed down in the smallest of communities like literally um the the first nerd that was ganged up on in a predominantly black school that behavior was taught to all the kids in that particular area and as those kids grew up and more nerdy kids or more kids that were different came into this uh particular environment then the learned behavior is, okay, these guys are nerdy. These guys are different. We know how to treat them. And it just continues on. It's a vicious cycle. Right. And it, even in those smaller portions of the community, it still perpetuates itself. Now, here's the here, here's the thing going into, like, going forward in time. Yeah. Like, far past 1712, but after, like, into my adult life, mm-hmm. you know, um, after the days of Toonami, where where everybody started going home from school, whether they admitted it or not, (laughs) coming home from school, popping on Tsunami and watching, you know, Outlaw Star and and Tenchi Muyo, like you were saying, and all that, you know, Dragon Ball Z and Thundercats and stuff like that. You know, after those days and and gradually as in American culture in general, um, being a nerd and liking nerdy things became more popular because it became something that you started to see more and more in mainstream media. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, two things to me, two things that happened, excuse me, <clears throat> excuse me, shortly into my early adult life that, that made it legitimately mainstream. You have the invention of social media, yeah. which brings people of similar interests together mm-hmm. over vast differences, mm-hmm. or distances, rather, and then, you know, the dawn of the MCU. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The dawn um, of superhero movies. Uh, not before the MCU. Uh, mm-hmm. Spider-Man, the, the 1, 2, and 3 with Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. You know, uh, X-Men, the X-Men movies, yeah. the original. Those were early 2000s, and that's where... I mean, and even going so far back, it's like Spawn and Blade. Yeah. yeah. Those, those oh, helped Blade as well. Blade was early 2000s, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, those movies just being that they're based on comic books and then still being widely uh, accepted and and wildly successful Mm -hmm. and the fact that you could hop on your computer without having to, you could go to school and suffer through feeling like you're the only person that likes, like I did, the only person that likes all the things that I like and feel like you have nobody to talk about these things with Mm -hmm. other than your mom who completely understands because she's totally a nerd too and like the awesomest nerd ever. Hi mom. Um, so, (laughs) So so you know going from that to being able to go home and jump online and 
go to the extraordinary journey of a black nerd group on Facebook or right. the astonishing uh, astonished group of gifted young nerds or something like that and being in a community or go, go online gaming going yeah. going somewhere where you don't have to feel like you're the only person that likes the things that you like like you're some kind of pariah like yeah. you're a leper because you happen to like something that's legitimately awesome because mm -hmm. let's be honest most of the stuff that we're talking about even if we're debating about whether it, whether or not star lord it's star lord's fault which it's not <laughs> the, the blame can be passed to Star-Lord, Mantis, and Nebula. Okay? Whatever, bro. No. <laughs> stop Stop blaming the victim. You Blame. say Star-Lord did nothing wrong. Star-Lord did something no, wrong. No, he did it. Yes, he no, did. No, he did it. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I digress. Even debating about nerdy things. There's no debate about whether or not it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> you, even when we're upset at the status of the DCEU, it's because... It's based off of awesome source material. Right. And we just want it to be just as awesome on the big screen as it was on the TV shows or in the comic books. Or in the animated movies. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Jesus <laughs> Christ, right? Right. So, you know, these are these are things that I feel like in this day and age and going forward, I, it, it's, it's so great to me. And I wish that I had it when I was in middle school, especially. Oh, my God. Middle schoolers are, like, just the worst <laughs> people ever. <laughs> They're the worst people. Of the entirety of my high school career, my grade school career, middle school was the worst. Middle school, middle schoolers yeah, are middle assholes, school, man. Middle school sucks. God. Anyway, in early high school. But um, I wish that I had those things. I wish that I didn't have to feel so isolated. And, and nowadays you don't have to as much, and I'm glad for that. I'm so thankful that my super nerdy son <laughs> is not going to have to deal with a lot of the same things that, that – that I had to deal with growing up because the world is so much smaller because you can connect easily over great distances with people who like the same things as you. You don't have to feel so isolated in your little bubble. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's the funny thing about what I see in, in, in this day and age with, with being black and being a nerd. You know, the term blurred is such a new thing. It's only been around for a few years. And, you know, blurred, if you don't already know, is a black nerd. Mm -hmm. Um... And, and blurred communities are popping up all over the place. I mean, we have a podcast. I don't know if you know this or not, Mark, called Nerding While Black. <laughs> oh, yeah, we do, right? Um, so, you know, the, it's it's definitely becoming significantly more mainstream. And there's and and that it's funny that the fact that it's become significantly more mainstream is where the demand for African American representation in these nerdy things has come from. Right. Because there's so much more acceptance. Which actually <clears throat> means that the community as a whole has progressed so well. Right. Because now these things that we've always wanted that representation for, that we've always looked toward, because let's be honest, for me, I always, if it was a black character, I was sold. Right. Like, because right. I That's where something. you start. Yeah. And then you, then you kind of like branch oh, okay. out. Like, oh, yeah. This There's a black rage. But Tommy is really dope. Tommy is the dopest. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, Eddie Gordo is pretty cheap in Tekken. Like, you don't, it doesn't take a lot of skill to play I with him. still whoop that ass. <laughs> yeah. <off. laughs> but yeah. I mean, no. you know, if I get laid, mm. you go against these hands. Right, anyway. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Lily is my, Lily is really the one for me, though. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I, I, dig it. I, I, dig I, it. I whoop anybody. That's <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, I. I I don't, I'm not bitter towards the black community for 
how I feel like I was treated. I have a lot of white friends because I feel like it might have been a little bit easier to be white and a nerd than it was to be a black and a nerd, even though it wasn't. You know, I'm sure it's still being a nerd was definitely, you were still a social pariah. <laughs> but um, I, finding a common ground is hard when you're growing up to begin with, and there's raging hormones, and I, I'm not bitter towards the black community for it. It's just because I love the black community and I want to see it get better. Yeah. And, and and that's one of the reasons why I I did share the perspective on um, the letters and everything right. because it's important to understand why you're in a certain position. Got to know where you came from to see where you're going. Be able to remedy the situation because you know you can't put a band aid on right. a gunshot wound. Right, right. you can't do work. it. That ain't gonna work. And right. you know I'm, I'm thankful that. Uh, I'm thankful that we live in a time where we can do this podcast, where we can talk about these kind of things. And there are groups and there, you know, 12 years ago, <laughs> I hate to say the first time I went to AWA anime weekend, Atlanta, and saw not only a bunch of nerds getting together, talking about anime and going to panels and meeting voice actors and watching anime in rooms and playing video games. I saw so many black people there too. And I was like, damn, I found my peoples. And yeah. I didn't, it's not because I found black nerds. It's because I found a group of people that were more concerned with what you're interested in mm -hmm. and having a, a common ground than what you look like. Like, yeah. I don't understand why that's such a novel fucking concept, but it seems to be one. Yeah. <laughs> Pardon my language. <laughs> <laughs> but it just, I... I I'm glad we're we're at where we're at and getting to um, the question that I posed to John Carr, the playwright mm -hmm. for Black Nerd. I asked him, how does it feel to display, to, you know, to lay out a portion of, of what you went through, to lay out your pain for everyone to laugh at in an auditorium or to just watch and see? And I think he may have been a little taken aback by my question, but, you know, that's just me, YOLO. And, uh, <laughs> but he, he, he said it was a relief. Yeah. And uh, that struck a nerve, and it made me think about that. That's, for me, that's why, we, that's why I want to do this. That's mm -hmm. why I, I do this podcast is because, and that's why I wanted to do this episode, is because it's a relief to be able to sit down and get out there what I've always liked talking about anyway yeah. and to live in a time where I can do that. And whether I make a million dollars or a dollar, I, I love the fact that I've been able to do that. And so far the people that have commented on it have been fairly, fairly nice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> been, it's, it's been well received for, for our, our little corner of the internet that, that listens to this on a daily basis. Um, I'm thankful for, for the people that do and the people that support that. I'm thankful for all the friends that I had growing up that judged me by the fact that, hey, we both like Lord of the Rings or, hey, we both like anime. Let's talk about that. So, right. you know, it's a good time to be alive. It's a good time to be a nerd and black. And I'm hopeful for the future of the acceptance of blurting in the black community. I'm, I'm hopeful for that. Are you hopeful for that, Mark? Definitely hopeful. I'm, yeah. I'm optimistic yeah so yeah. mark you got anything for the people 
Of course, I have the question of the day, and we're going to keep it simple. Um, it's not going to be nearly as heavy as this episode was. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Okay. Because, <laughs> I mean, but, I, there was a minute there. I was getting a little choked up. I'm yeah, not going to lie, man. Yeah. Was, I was about to lay down on the couch <laughs> and just... Right. Doctor, when I was 12... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, so the question of the day is going to be, what was your experience as a nerd growing up? That's it. That's what was it. your experience as a nerd growing up? We just want to know and what your experience. And that's were. black, white, purple, blue, alien, human, whatever. Exactly. Like, what did you go through? Everybody's when you were welcome a nerd? to join in Absolutely. this conversation. Absolutely. All right. All right. So that concludes this episode of the Nerdy Wild Black Podcast. Remember to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NWB underscore podcast. Also, be sure to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash black so you can answer the question of the day. Thanks for listening. We're Mark and Q reminding you to nerd up and nerd on.